other people are, are comfortable just leaving their kids, you know, like no no judgment either way. It's just like whatever is a yeah. thing for you. And so both options are available through the retreats that, that I offer. Hi, I'm Kim Tolson and I'm the traveling therapist. It's my passion to teach therapists how to navigate online private practices and multiple income streams so they can travel the world. I'm a digital nomad with a virtual insurance-based private therapy practice and a multi-six-figure coaching business. I'm obsessed with entrepreneurship and developing tools that can help therapists live an adventurous lifestyle. In this podcast, I will discuss my journey as a digital nomad, I'll chat with other traveling therapists, and help you navigate the complexities of running an online insurance-based practice. I'm so glad to have you with me on this journey. Going in-network with insurance can be tough. For example, waiting a year to get credentialed in some cases. Filing all the right paperwork is time-consuming and tedious, and even after you're done, it could take months to get credentialed and start seeing clients. That's why Alma makes it easy and financially rewarding to accept insurance. When you join the insurance program, you can get credentialed within 45 days and access to enhanced reimbursement rates. They also handle all the paperwork from eligibility checks to claim submissions, and they guarantee payment within two weeks of each appointment. Once you've joined Alma's insurance program, you can see clients in your state of licensure, regardless of where you're working from. This is particularly exciting for me as a traveling therapist, as I know it is probably for you too. You can literally be anywhere and still see your clients through Alma. Learn more about building a thriving private practice with Alma at helloalma.com slash Kim. That's hello, A-L-M-A dot com slash K-Y-M to get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Traveling Therapist Podcast. Really excited today to have Aralita Surridge here. I told her I was going to mess her name up, but I hope I pronounced it correctly. Aralita Surridge. I'm excited to have you here. You have a really unique perspective on the traveling therapist thing. So I want to talk about that. But I always start out with the question of, you know, could you introduce yourself and tell us how did you go from being a typical therapist to a traveling therapist? Sure. And I'll just correct my name. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. A real death and a real there. Yeah. Thank I'm you. A licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been in the field since 2010 is when I did my first practicum. And I've just continued on from there. But how I became a traveling therapist. So that probably didn't start until 2000. Gosh, I can't even remember right now. I know that my kids were still, uh, were a little bit older. They definitely were not babies. So I definitely did put a hold to to my travels when when they were newborns and infants. Mm-hmm. But I've always had a joy of traveling, of course. And I just, I mean, before I would just take my typical, you know, time off. I used to work at community mental health, you know, had, what, two weeks off vacation per year. I, I don't remember how many, or maybe three weeks. I don't recall how many weeks it would give us but I would just go and enjoy my time off then come back to work and then I started my private practice in 2016 and that's when I started getting into more of my own specialties and so I special 
specialize in VR and working with couples. But then I moved to Washington in 2020 and 2020 when the pandemic hit, so I couldn't travel then. But once all of that was over, I was like, I need to diversify my work, right? And so, I mean, I had to put travel on hold for a long time, um, especially because of the pandemic. And so I started just thinking of ways that I could incorporate that into my current practice. So my first thing that I did was couples retreat. So a lot of my couples that I was working with are like, hey, you know, like, it's so nice that, you know, you see this for couples therapy, but, you know, it would be really cool if you could, like, organize a couples retreat. So honestly, this idea came from my own clients. And they said, oh, my God, that seems amazing. Of course. Let me see how that looks like. And so I just started doing the the couples retreats. I've done a, actually, most of them have been in Mexico. And so Yes, and my kids and my family, my husband also travels with me when I do the couples retreats. And then, let me see, last year I went to Spain only with my kids. My husband couldn't go, unfortunately, and so we left to Spain for about eight weeks over the summer. And then I didn't do any couples retreats, but I just continued seeing clients online from there, you know, via telehealth. And then we came back, sadly. (laughs) And then I just done a, a few more couples retreats since summer in Mexico. And then next month I have another couples retreat in Mexico again. And the newest, the newest thing that I have incorporated into my practice is providing therapist destination retreats. And so we'll be having one in, in Panama in July. And then the next one is going to be in Mexico at the end of this year in December. So I'm excited about that. Wow. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. So there's so much to talk about. So how old are your kids now that you're traveling? They are ages six and eight. Okay. Oh my gosh. So you so y'all went to Spain last summer and you worked, I guess, and they hung out while you were working. Is that how that works? And then just went and explored Spain and did all that? <laughs> yeah, it was a, a really um, interesting adventure. Uh, I mean, first I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to do this um, without my husband? Originally he was going to go, but things came up for him. Mm-hmm. I said, well... I'm still going to Spain, and they're like, for you. <laughs> you're like, well, I'm going. I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's, uh, my husband uh, very much understands how much I value travel, so he wasn't going to stop me, and he thought it would be a very a great experience for the kids as well. And they were out of school during that time, and so what I ended up doing is picking one place. So we weren't traveling weekend, but weekend to weekend, right? So I, I did get an apartment and we stayed in Alicante, Spain. Wait, well, before we did make one stop where I didn't work. I wanted to visit my friend in London. And before we went, I, we, called, <laughs> we all went to London first and that was great. We were there for about a week and then we made our way to Spain. And so that's where I had my setup. I had already inquired about childcare and I felt comfortable in that regard because they, the sitter would be there when I was just working from the apartment in the bedroom. And so as far as me having the anxiety about leaving them with a stranger and I'd be out of the apartment, that didn't have to happen, right? And so on a very good babysitter app, which shows reviews, kind of like an Airbnb, those reviews, like she had good reviews. I said, great. And she would just come in because of the time difference. She would come in the afternoon there. So I was working from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. just seeing my clients Monday through Thursday. And then on 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's when my, my kids and I would just go adventuring to other cities in the surrounding area of Spain. So we did right, a little a little car. They, it was a little uh-huh. car, which was really <laughs> It's loved it. And we would just use the weekends for exploring. How fun. So what's the name of the babysitting app? Is it like care.com or something like that? Or do you remember? Just curious. Put you on the spot. <laughs> it's okay. I just love to give resources. So that that's that's a really good idea. I mean, just I know care.com in the United States, but I didn't know that if it was something different in different countries or babysit. That's oh, all. That's pretty easy to remember. Okay. Yeah. Babysit. That's really cool. Great mm-hmm. idea. And I'm I, I'm guessing it's affordable and all of that just to to hire somebody off the app. Yeah, I mean, for the the rates over there are very different, right? So it is a lot more affordable. So I mean, for my two kids, it came out to be about fifteen dollars per hour, which you know, just taking into account how much you know one brings in per client, mm-hmm. but like insurance or or your private pay, it doesn't matter. It's still very affordable. And then during the day, people have asked me what my kids did during the day, which there was free time, but I did. I wanted them to socialize and get to know the culture too. So I did them into a, a Spanish program there. And, nice. and what's great about that is that they got to socialize and meet other kids. And I mean, now they have friendships that they, they developed and I'm still in contact with the parents, right? So whenever, if we ever go back there or they ever come here, there's a connection there. But they, they ended up speaking Spanish by the end of the summer, right? So kid, wow soak up stuff easily. That was actually one of my goals because I'm I'm a Spanish speaker. My family's from Mexico, but it's so hard them having grown up here, right? To for them to really want to learn Spanish. So I said, okay, well, we're gonna be over there. So hopefully you learn they learn tons. And so that was one benefit of having them there doing the the camp. It was a, a summer camp during the day. And and yeah, so that was that was awesome. We enjoyed the beach. We stayed in a coastal town, so we enjoyed the beach, the pool, right? The apartment that we stayed in did have like a really good facility of the outdoor pool, even an indoor pool, little jacuzzi, a play area, right? So even when the babysitter was not inside the apartment, they would be outside just enjoying the the you know, the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That is just really cool. Spanish immersion. <laughs> you want your kids to learn a language. You just moved, moved in the country for two months and put them in camp. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk for a second about the retreat. So it sounds like you have client-facing couples retreats, but you also are branching out to therapist retreats as well. Yes. What is that process like for you? It sounds like maybe you mix and match a couple, maybe three, four times a year. It sounds like maybe you're doing retreats or how often are you doing this? So for the couples retreats, I'm doing at least two to three a year. This year, I'm only going to do two though, because I do have therapist retreats that I'm in. So going forward, I just plan to do two couples retreats and then two therapist retreats each year. So it'll be or four travels and each of the retreats are about five five days or five nights, six days. And and yeah, so that's kind of how I have it organized in my mind. With this therapist retreat, and interestingly, like a lot of people are interested. And so my my Panama retreat, I just have one more accommodation left, which is really exciting. 
that people were interested so quickly. But other people, they're like, we're really interested in that training, but can you do it during the winter months, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they want to get into the warm weather when, you know, when at home, it's, you know, freezing or thing, right? Uh, right. That's why I planned the well, the one in December over in, in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. So, oh, nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Really great. So before we hit record, we were talking about when you do these retreats, you take your kid. You know, I guess regardless of the time of year. And one thing I had said before we hit record was that's so interesting because one of the biggest pain points I hear from traveling therapists is like, you know, I want, I've got this wanderlust. I want to travel. What do I do with my kids? <laughs> They're in school. But you said to me, you take them out. You just take them out of school. So I'd love to talk about that. Like, what does that process look like? How does the school system respond to that? I just would love to just hear all the things about that because I know that's a huge issue for parents. Yeah, I haven't run into any problems. I mean, if anything, I think teachers and the schools are very excited that I'm taking them away. I mean, I never, when they're in school, right? And so this some this Spain trip was over the summer, so I didn't really matter. But when they're in school, I take them out for about five days, typically. I mean, there was one time where it was two weeks, but I just check in before we leave to see if there's anything that the kids can can take. At this age, since they're they're still so young, right? So my I have a kindergartner and my third grader. So there's not much homework, at least with the school district that we're at. They they don't give homework, right? So if oh okay, ask like what is it that they can do? They're like just you know learn about the culture and share the experiences, and they get back right. So wow. And really friendly. There was one time that they did give my oldest, the eight-year-old, a packet of activities to do while she was away. But I mean, if anything, it was really easy because she did it. I mean, she was interested in completing it to take it back to to school. So wow. just the the school know in advance, and it, yeah, and they I I haven't gotten yelled at yet. So <laughs> yeah, because I I mean I know I don't have kids. I know nothing. My sisters have sons that go to school. I mean, that's that's as far as I know how any of that works these days. But isn't there like absenteeism policies, like they can only miss a certain number of days? Or is that outdated? Is that like an old sort of thing the school systems used to do? I don't. I honestly don't have a clue. I don't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm breaking some rule that. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, Kim, now you've got me thinking. That's funny. <laughs> they they haven't put a, a hold onto it, but like I said, um, oh, okay, it's cool. I yeah. I mean, even before the the therapist retreats, I I started incorporating those. I've only I only take them away like three times a year, and usually that was during May or you know. Oh, so one thing that's helpful to extend the trip so, and then the kids also feel like they're taking time off, and they haven't told me anything. Is just doing it back to back with another another break like spring break or midwinter break oh yeah so sometimes we've done that as well and the school is okay with like extending extending your vacations or starting your vacations a little bit earlier but i don't think they're yeah so at most are missing three weeks maybe four maybe four weeks from school more than that yeah so how do you manage like 
the retreats and the kids being there, I don't know, is, is that a situation where you get a babysitter again? Or is that, your, does your husband come along? Just, I wonder about the logistics with that, because I have a couple of friends that do tons of retreats and they always talk about, you have to be super present. There's all kinds of moving parts and it, there's just a lot to manage with those. So I just wonder, like having the kids there too, how, how is that for you? Like, what is the process? How do you manage all of that? Yeah, so for example, like the couples retreats, I just make sure to schedule the workshops that I do in the morning. So usually it's um, 9 to 12, so then the rest of the afternoon mm-hmm. I, I'm i free, right, with my my kids and or husband. My husband is also a therapist, right? So oh. he, he does help co-facilitate those retreats, but I'm the, the leader oh. as my support. And so that's been really great. And when we're both away, so when we do do these couples retreats, we do stay at a family-friendly resort. And I think that's very helpful because there's a lot of, one, entertainment for the kids there. So even if I still have to prep for the, the workshop the following day, the kids are either at the kids, you know, the resort kids club, which is free. It's always included, right, in what you pay. And so that's great. So I can continue just doing a little bit more work. And then I enjoy the rest of the afternoon and evening with them. But the only thing that resorts typically do not allow is for for parents, right, or the guardians to leave the resort and leave them at the kids' Oh, house. okay. As far as that goes, though, we've always just used the nanny services that the resort has, and we feel comfortable with that because either sometimes they'll use their own staff from their kids' club that work at the kids' club to watch the, the kid, right, and take a choose a kids club, right? They can, you know, supervise them at the kids club or take them to the pool or to the resort playground, but they always stay within the resort or they are also contracted with a nanny service that, you know, that the resort is familiar with. So we've had tons of great experiences with them and it, it, it it's affordable. I mean, I would say, I mean, it's not as affordable as Spain, maybe double the, the cost, but it's well worth it. And, uh, and it's worked well for, for us. I mean, if anything, we're only away from our kids about four hours a day when we yeah. when we do that. And the kids really enjoy it, right? So they always ask, like, who's going to be our babysitter? And, uh, you know, this. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they like their, their break away from us, too. Yeah, that is awesome. You've got a really perfect system worked out. Yeah, I, I, when you start talking about it, I was like, oh, all the all-inclusives and even cruise ships always have these kids clubs where you can just, I mean, drop them in the morning and pick them up at night if you want to, really. I mean, they, and they've got activities and they keep them busy and ready, all that. Yeah, yeah, they do. They have tons of activities planned for the kids. And but yeah, we haven't had a bad experience with the kids club. No, that is amazing. That's so smart. And, you know, if you have to hire nannies, I'm sure you're working all that into the pricing of the retreat, the cost of the resort and the extra care and all that stuff. I'm sure it's worked into the price with the people you're helping. Right. The retreats. Yeah. So oh, there, some people ask, like, well, how much do you earn? Right. So for me, I'm happy. Right. So each person is different. Right. I'm happy as long as it covers my travel costs. Right. So I'm going to say it's able to pay for my flights and my accommodations with my kids. That's where my my happy place is. If if I come out more, great. But if I if that's all there is, I'm like, okay, my my trip was paid for and I got to enjoy this really lovely place. Um, yeah. 
and take your kids and have family time and all of that. Yeah. So it comes out well worth it. And, but I mean, I'll say that there's mo- there's also a couple of times a year where I also just go away with my, my kids and husband where I don't have to worry about anything and yeah. feel pleasant as well. So, but that, I mean, as you can see, we do travel a lot. Yeah. My kids are, are getting, to know different cultures and having different adventures, uh, visiting different places, trying different foods. So as a mom, as a parent, that's also very important to me. And so if anything, I think my, my kids have the, the travel bug. They're like, okay, where are we going to next? I'm like, well, I, sometimes I don't know. I'm like, well, we have <laughs> wherever we pick. Yeah, whatever works out. That is fantastic. Yeah, because I was going to ask, how do the kids like it? Do they ever get tired of it? Or they just, I mean, it sounds like they like the kids club. They enjoy the travel. They really in- enjoy the immersion and just are into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Meeting new people. That's also a big thing for me. You know, like when you travel, you just meet really amazing people and they can be like lifelong connections and you just never lose touch. Like my my friend that I visited in London, like. She, I met her during one of my travels. Really, my best friends since 2011. That's when I did that whole So it's great. That's fantastic. I love how you've worked this out. So you can still make money. You can still travel. You can take your kids with you. You've got all the logistics figured out. That's really amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. So is there anything I didn't ask you about that maybe you get a lot of questions about around the retreat planning or, you know, marketing, just anything like that, that, that a lot of people might reach out to you to get advice about if they want to do something similar like this? Yeah, I think a lot of the questions just revolve around like the logistics, especially if I'm traveling with my my kids. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've kind of, I mean, I've nailed it down. It'll feel like it. Yeah. The only thing I haven't nailed down though is the packing. I still overpack. I'm like the I'm always thinking, mm-hmm. you know, A, B, and C happens. Well, here I have it. But yeah, but it's it's worked well. And then also with my eight year old, she always wants to take her all her stuffies, right, or plushies, whatever she calls them. I'm like, we can't fill your suitcase with all of that. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna miss some. And so, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's I mean, like every single travel. It, it, it's it's exciting but stressful but once you're at your location it's like okay you made it and yeah. then the return home I mean for me a home is here I live in Bainbridge Island which is in just a ferry right away from Seattle but you know it's like always nice to to come home await the the next adventure that that's fantastic yeah so exciting so if people want to go on a retreat with you, how do they reach out to you? How do they get connected to you? If therapists are listening and want to go do something with you, one of these trips. Yeah. So all my information is on my on my website, which it, I mean, it's www.wellnesscounselinginc.com. And that's where I have all the retreats posted. I mean, every so often I'll post on Facebook or, or people just hear about me through, you know, friends or, or colleagues, which happens too, but all the information is, is there on my website. Thanks. And, you know, something just occurred to me. It, the people that come, like therapists or, you know, do you encourage them to bring family, you know, like bring their kids if it's a family-friendly type place? Do you encourage that? Or is it like, no, I want you to just focus on yourself. Don't bring your kids. I just wonder how that goes for you. And so, yes. Yeah, so the 
the both of the places that I have, the Panama and Playa del Carmen, are family friendly. For some reason, no no kids are. I mean, actually, I do have a therapist that asked if they could bring their their teen that they oh. travel a lot. So I was completely supportive and open to that. But then I also started thinking. I was like, wait a minute, but I travel with my my kids all. Yeah, the one in December is a very a family uh, friendly place, and so the parents can do their workshop, do their yoga and or meditation classes, right? So everything, and the kids will be in a a safe place at the kids club, which this place is Waldorf inspired, right? So you know to do a lot of like nature trails or hikes and or to the you know. I don't know what Wilder philosophy is, but I know it's a lot of hands-on stuff. So they'll be very well taken care of and entertained while the parents are also enjoying their their time, right? And being able to unwind and relax and do some much-needed self-care. And we all know that we need that as therapists for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, some therapists listening might be like, there's no way of bringing my kids on a retreat. But others might be really into that. So I think it's a unique twist on the retreat, at least the therapist retreat thing, you know, to be able to bring your kids since it's already going to be family friendly anyway, if they're connecting with you to do something like this. I just, that's neat. Really. I want to be able to have that option, you know, in case yeah. some parents do want to bring them. I mean, I know that there's some people that get a lot of anxiety traveling without their kids mm-hmm. and kind of fall into that realm. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> But other people are, are comfortable just leaving their kids, you know, like no no judgment either way. It's just like whatever is yeah for you. And so both options are available through the retreat set that I offer. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. So anybody listening, I'm going to put the links down in the show notes. So you can go click through if you want to check out one of her retreats and even the couple's retreats, I guess. Is it just your clients? that come or is it just you advertise it to all kinds of couples all over the place all of this a lot of actually uh, interestingly i've had a lot of canadian couples attend the the retreats but not i guess it's not that interesting if they're in the cold they're like yes of course they're going back to the border yeah but i mean i had couples from arizona california Uma, right? So I'm like, oh, this is this is cool. So I love that. That is cool. And the fact that you and your husband are therapists and you do it together, that is just awesome. I think that's really neat. Really unique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really enjoyed having you as a guest. And anybody listening, check out the show notes and you can connect with her and go on a retreat. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, especially with all this cold weather right now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Traveling Therapist podcast. For show notes, links, and downloads, head over to thetravelingtherapist.com, where you'll be able to learn more about my journey, the courses I've created for you, and other exciting resources to make your dreams become a reality. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with your traveling therapist friends, subscribe to the podcast, and if you love this episode, please leave a review. Mm-hmm.